Hello and welcome to the Room of Lives. I'm your host, Neil. In this part of my conversation with neuroscientist and former colleague Rishi, we discuss his life that exists in an intersection of cultures. Rishi was born of Bengali Hindu and Gujarati Muslim parents and has lived in many different places. In his own words, I feel like a post-colonial creation that couldn't have existed a hundred years ago. It makes me restless and want to move around. Rishi and I also discuss the cultural and social contrasts that we experience between India and the United States. Now I want to kind of talk about all the different topics um, that you already kind of touched on. This is going to be somewhat chronological, but it's kind of a mixture between a chronological ordering and a thematic ordering, mm-hmm. um, but we'll see. So uh, one of the things that you mentioned was the sort of navigation between cultures, um, you know, the Indian culture and the U.S. culture, but also... Um, you had to navigate between Indian cultures because you you said your parents are of different religions. They have different religions. They're from different <laughs> parts of the country, even though they both grew up. Yeah. So yeah. that's those are the that's number one, number two, and then the number three was growing up in a city and then living in the New England woods while you were in college. Yeah, I feel like I've been sort of yeah lucky to end up being placed at a bunch of. Um, cultural boundaries yeah I think when it works sometimes it can end up with you know giving you the slightly stripped down decontextualized existence and there's a little bit of that I think too like my parents are very much products of this kind of like colonial and post-colonial Bengali society um and so like you know they were able to they met because my mother's brother was in school with my father um they started is your mother Bengali as well? She's actually a Gujarati Kachi Muslim, mm-hmm. but her family moved to Calcutta a few generations ago. Her, I think, great great grandfather was a tea. The family's been tea exporters mm-hmm. ever since, and he was going to Shanghai and to look at tea. And on the way back, his boat stopped in Calcutta, and he got off to look around and liked it so much that, you know, here we are, <laughs> um, and. And so I think both my, with both my parents being from different religions and sort of different cultural backgrounds, but at the same time, growing up, you know, knowing each other from a pretty young age, they ended up kind of creating their own world a little bit. Um, and so I felt like through them I had access to all of these various Indian cultures, sort of like Hindu, Muslim, West Indian, East Indian, my father's relatives in Bangladesh, my mother's relatives in Pakistan, and I was born in Sri Lanka. And so, and so, but it does. But I also feel like kind of very acutely aware that in some sense I'm this post-colonial creation. I couldn't have existed. I wouldn't have existed a hundred years ago. Um, and so, in some ways, I can feel a little bit like I'm not as grounded in a culture as I'd like to be. But on the flip side, I think it gives me access to a lot of stuff, and I think it makes me restless. It kind of makes me you know, want to, want to move around. Um, and then also. 
think it's been both fun and very lucky to be able to live kind of back and forth between India and the US sort of the last almost 20 years. Um, coming to college was very exciting and at the same time like very confusing. I thought that I would you know, I'd grown up watching TV, I'd seen The Simpsons, I thought I knew American culture. Yeah. Um, and then I came here and realized that I just didn't, there's so much I didn't get pop culture references, lots of little habits of thought and culture. And then, of course, going back to India and realizing all of the things you hadn't noticed as being kind of, you know, like different or unique. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think the natural landscape, I mean, I obviously I love the natural landscape of the US and of India, um, and I've kind of spent time in both. Um but going to college in this very, like, bucolic, small college town um, and lots of, you know, swimming at night under the stars and kind of, like, wandering through the woods and, like, hikes in the snow, I feel like kind of really gave me a new understand, a new sense of place. You know, I'm not, I'm not really a nature mystic, but it's kind of easy to become one, I think, when you're surrounded by a lot of beautiful country and that's really made me value it mm-hmm. and kind of see both kind of cities and nature differently. Mm-hmm. So among those three, the, the, the cultural contrast that I share with you is the India versus U.S. So I'm interested to hear what are the salient contrasts that you see there, in, just personally, in your own life? Um, I think, you know, I think maybe because it's been a long time, it's kind of often hard to look back mm-hmm. now. Like I don't, in some ways, I've stopped seeing them again. Like I feel like I don't hear mm-hmm. Indian and American accents anymore. But I think when I came... I think two of the things I notice most, and in some sense they're cliches, but on the one hand, America feel felt like much less hierarchical, um, which I really, really appreciated. And on the other hand, Americans, and sort of going along with that, the Americans felt more individualistic, mm-hmm. which I was kind of surprised by. You know, there's much less of the tradition of going to a bar and each person buying a round or something like that. I remember being teased because we went to the movies and I bought someone else's ticket because in India, you know, one person goes up and buys all the tickets. Yeah. And they were like, oh, you guys are on a date. And it hadn't even struck me that... Um, and I think I see those differences less, but I'm, every so often I'm reminded of them when I think, you know, when I find myself frustrated with um, kind of... I think to some extent those it's those are kind of cliches to say and mm-hmm. the interesting piece happens in how you unpack them in how you... Um, the other thing that makes it hard is I feel like India's gotten a lot more than like the US in the time I've been here um, especially the cities it does and I'm not saying this is a complaint it's just a, an interesting observation that um, like American culture has become globally important enough um, and maybe it's that maybe it's kind of like this late this sort of capitalist progression mm-hmm. I feel like we probably grew up in a generation that kind of straddled this early yeah. This kind of like post-colonial Nehruvian socialist yeah. kind of view and then this like post-91. Yeah. Like the big families are breaking up into nuclear um, families, people are traveling. There was a lot, a lot been growing up where they were born, etc. And that's actually been interesting, something interesting to see almost the roles flip. Mm. I think, you know, I came to America, I was initially surprised by how much people moved around and they still do. And But all the statistics I look at seem to show that that's happening less and less. Mm. And a lot of my friends here... <laughs> as they get older, moving back to where they're from. Hmm. And then in India, you know, I got on the bus in Bangalore and I hear tons of Hindi. It just seems oh, like yeah. everyone's kind of... But Bangalore is kind of... <laughs> Bangalore's a very popular city. <laughs> yeah. But even in but even in Bangalore, it's sort of... Yeah. Um, it's kind of to a surprising extent. Um, there are this... 
I'm trying to think. I'm trying to think of some of some of the other. Yeah, the, I guess the other weird thing is it's so folded up with the different stages of my life. You know, being a teenager in high school is very different from being, say, a grad student. Yeah. And so I can never tell which pieces I'm yeah. attributing to what. Yeah, but I think I would agree with you in in the in the features that you pointed out. If someone asked me, I would say, "Oh yeah, that's also what I notice as being most salient." Um, and there are some some things to value in either of mm-hmm. uh, of those. I mean, sometimes I really miss the more strongly knit community structure of India, but I also cherish the freedom that yeah. I have here. And sometimes I wonder, is it really possible to have? Um, um, a better location in this trade-off curve, or is it? Yeah. Anyway. Yeah, no, I think that's a lot. Something a lot of people wonder about. Yeah. Because you have this, to some extent, liberal democracies, like capitalist liberal democracy seems like it ends up corroding a lot of social ties, and some of that's great. You know, it kind of sets you free. This is mm-hmm. like Marx's argument against feudal, or like vision of what capitalism is feudalism a little bit, mm-hmm. but at the same time, it can leave you feeling completely rootless and mm-hmm. kind of monadic. Mm-hmm. Thank you for joining us in the Room of Lives today. In the next episode, we talk about Rishi's ideas and research on neuroscience, computation, and mathematics.